Oh, hello everybody. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Um thought I'd put together a quick episode for the midweek uh Friday night. It will be our first game with my with my group um with first level characters, so we're gonna the campaign is I guess getting underway in proper fashion uh this week. Uh and where we left off um is they are headed north along the trade road towards uh, a castle or a fortress that has been built by kind of an, an association of merchants and, and guilds uh, for the purpose of protecting the trade road, the trade route. Um, so how I'm envisioning this this castle is it's, uh, it's primarily there to garrison soldiers to patrol the, the highway or the, or the trade route, the trade road. I keep <laughs> changing the name every time I mention it. The tradeway, I think that's what I keep intending to call it, is the tradeway. So the, the, the castle's main play, function, primary function is, well, I guess it's got two primary functions. One is to garrison soldiers to patrol the tradeway. And the other is that it's a trading post. So it has an inn and, and a guild hall and most of the things, you know, adventurers in Dungeons and Dragons might need. Uh, within the walls of the the fortress itself, but it's also commanded by a, a noble or a patrician. I I don't know. If, maybe I should use the word patrician since we're not going for a purely medieval kind of uh, feel here. We're trying to get something a little more ancient in certain respects. So, but anyway, they've they've got a an upper crust, upper society <laughs> person in command of the castle who has uh, men at arms and their own sort of soldiers and house guard uh and there's a you know a proper keep within the, the walls of the, the fortress uh but then there's also a, a a trade post within there that has its own little community uh so that would be the the castle uh the, the idea i came up with though was to to contrast to this castle maybe at the base, so I'm going to envision this castle, maybe they was built on, on, a, on kind of a hill, but then the more stone and rock and stuff was were brought in and piled up to kind of create, you know, this insurmountable um, edifice around the base of the castle walls to make it more secure. There's probably a palisade or, you know, coming, road coming down from the, the entrance. Uh, but somewhere down at the base of all that is a, is a small tent city. The tent city is called the Canopies. Um, that's kind of the name I've come up with so far. I'm, a, again, always subject to change, but that's the working title. <laughs> called the Canopies because, you know, when you look up it from up above the castle walls, that's what you see here, just the canopies or the tops of the tents. Um, it has one permanent structure, which is a tavern. Uh, there's a family that owns a tavern that... Uh, Offers not lodging, but 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 food and drink. Uh, and there's a small forge in the back behind the tavern. Uh, and then the tavern just has a large covered deck or porch uh, or, or kind of a beer garden. Uh, but, but it's covered. It's not open to the air where, where travelers can stop and have a meal, get some information, directions, things like that. Um, the, the the setting recall is the hinterlands. This kind of region is is the the people there are fairly independent. 
they're, they're, they've chosen to live in this region to get away from rulership under kings and nobles and, and, and aristocrats and, and, the, and the, the proper human kingdoms. Um, so, so they're kind of farmers and settlers and woodcutters and explorers and, and people who are just looking for a, kind of kind of be their own boss and not have to live under a lot of rules. Uh, inside the keep, though, there are a lot of rules because the, the merchants' guilds have established rules and there's this, uh, uh, you know, nobleman warrior in charge of the keep along with along with their their own like I said house guard and men at arms so so living within the safety of the the castle is for all intents and purposes like living in a city or a town and in a kingdom. So there are certain people that don't really like to spend a lot of time in there. They <laughs> they might go in if they need to. So there's a secondary sort of trade post that's developed at the base of the the, the hill. Uh, in, in the, the canopies. Um, the powers that be in the keep only really allow it to exist as long as it doesn't interfere with the real business of the keep. So I just have a few conditions that sort of allow them to stay there without sending soldiers down to just round everybody up and, and run them off. Uh, one is that they can only sell food, drink, and livestock. So no refined goods, no armor, no weapons, no no trade goods, anything like that. Just just sustenance types of, of uh, materials that the people who might live around the area might want. Um, if you want more refined goods or, or other sorts of things, you have to go up to the keep, deal with the prices at the keep, the taxes at the keep, everything that goes on there in dealing with the merchant guilds. Down here, there's a little more free trade, but... You know, and there may be a little bit of illicit black market under the table trade for some of those other things, but if you get caught, you know, you're going to bring trouble on everybody that's kind of hanging around down here. So it's kind of frowned upon, and if it happens, it has to happen back alley on the down low. Um, so, so there's a limit on trade. The, the, there is a forge behind the, like I said, behind the tavern. Uh, where armor and weapons could be repaired, but the only new thing that the person, the, the, the blacksmith, is allowed to actually create is horseshoes. So the, the, the player characters will have some options for trade, for, for some basic goods here, um, and also places to get information and meet other adventurers and travelers and things like that. Um, and people will, who can't afford to stay in the inn will can camp here. People who don't want to stay in the inn can camp here. Or if the inn is full, this may be the only safe place to really bed down for the night uh, so that you're not kind of alone out in the wilderness. So that's part of the function of, of the canopies is, is to be the secondary community and, and ta town or village where uh, for supplies, rest, information, things like that. Uh, so no very limited commerce. Um and then no violence. Uh, the people who do hang out here uh, for, for extended periods of time, who would be you know, the equivalent of townsfolk for, for the canopies, understand that this is, can't become a hub of murder, assassination, wanton violence. Otherwise, the soldiers are going to come in and bust everything up uh, because that's not what they want this to become, a place where outlaws and thieves, I mean, surely there are outlaws and thieves there, but... They can't just come in and turn it into a, a, a hub of criminal activity. 
Uh, and one way to, to keep, keep a lid on that is that there's no fighting and there's no violence. If, if you're going to fight, obviously fights are going to break out. People are going to have disagreements. The locals might try to break it up and, and help broker a peaceful agreement, or it's going to take it outside, which basically means go outside the perimeter, settle it out on the road, and deal with the consequences of whatever happens. Um, I think I, I may that may factor into kind of one of the, one of the first opening scenes as the players come up on this uh, particular settlement. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Um, so no commerce, no violence. And then the, the third rule, which probably should have listed that as the first rule, is no permanent structures. The, the, the tavern, the family that owns the tavern, that's the only permanent structure that's allowed there. Um, and so there, there's no inn. Uh, you have to pitch a tent, sleep on the ground, maybe convince somebody to uh, let them stay in a spare tent or something like that. Um, but no, uh, no permanent structure. So you can imagine there's probably a lot of, like I said, there's some underground money changing hands, but there's probably also a lot of bartering and trading without, uh, coins going back and forth for, for what goods can be found there and for, and for services. The only place you can spend money is in the tavern. Like I said, on food, drink, you might be able to buy some chickens or a goat or a horse or something as livestock. So that's the layout of the canopies. The uh, put a little thought into the the family that owns the actual tavern, and I'm kind of for some reason I got stuck in my head the <laughs> the main characters from the from the Disney movie Brave the. You know, the, the father's a king, and then and, and, and his wife and his kids. You know, of course, Merida, his daughter, is the, is the main character. But I kept having just this vision in this kind of family in my head, not not as, as royalty, um, but at least as you got kind of this big, burly, affable guy who uh, has a bad leg. He's a retired adventurer. It's a good source of local information. Uh, but any time he tells you about a fecal feature of the local area, He's going to tell you a story about how when he was there as an adventurer when he was young and he, before his leg gave out on him and he had to retire from adventuring. And so you'll get kind of a tall, embellished tale out of this guy. Uh, um, and his wife, who also runs a tavern with him, is a little more straightforward, also a good source of local information. But she'll sort of sometimes you know calm him down, call him out, get him to kind of quit telling the tall tales and just answer the question. And maybe it's a little more voice of reason. So, so these retired pair of retired adventurers own this tavern, uh, and they've got kids who help them uh, maintain the area and are kind of, they're kind of the unofficial keepers of the canopies. And and, and if any trouble brews up, you know, kind of brews up the, the, again, the powers that be at the at the castle are going to look at them and how did you let this happen or tell us what happened? They're, they're sort of the eyes and ears, the, the only for, sort of authority there, even though it's informal authority. But they're retired adventurers, and their their kids are all pretty healthy, strapping young folks, so um, they, uh, they they can keep order pretty well most of the time. And maybe they've got a few hirelings that are helping them run their business you know, from time to time, maybe people who are not family, but are passing through, down on their luck, need to earn a few coins before they move on, and they let them, you know, sweep up or wash dishes or, you know, do things around for, for some money. So I'm figuring this kind of really homey, welcoming people, but, uh, you know, if you rouse up, rouse up some trouble, they can, they can deal with it. Uh, I also kind of figured there's probably a grandmother figure. I don't, I don't know which of them 
which of their mothers it might be. It's the old lady, you know, that, that just kind of hangs around and maybe also a source of information. But I, I'm kind of envisioning her as a storyteller. Like if you, you're there in the canopies at night and things are settling down, uh, she'll come out and she'll she'll tell a story. And this may be a good way to get into the mythology of the, you know, it's, it is the mythic world of birds. So if I'm going to relay some stories about uh, the origins of certain types of monsters or, or tales about the gods or legendary figures. Maybe um, maybe this this grandmother figure would be a way to convey some of those things, uh, the, the more mythical information, um, as opposed to just local history and, and, and geography and things like that. Uh, I imagine there's also a shrine there um, for the saints, not, not for any one particular saint. Um, it's probably just a wooden frame with an iron bell hanging in the middle. That sounds like a, and you can drop some coins in, ring the bell, uh, pray for a blessing. Uh, and probably the tavern, these taverners, that family, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, they collect all the coins, put them in a safe place. And then at the next available opportunity, they probably take them to the keep. The keep has, a, or the castle has a, um, Probably it's a temple or a shrine or a chapel of some kind, a proper. So they would just go in and give the money there, dressed in that the the, the priest of that uh, chapel or church or temple um, makes good use of it, and, and uh, which is kind of the mandate of followers of the saints or to help help people. Um, but that's kind of it. That's the the. Castle and the canopies, which I guess which is what I can call it. Um, and of course, there's still a lot of time to flesh that out as over repeated adventures. But that's kind of what I think as the player characters start the campaign, and, and that's what they're going to write up on the first thing they're going to note. They're going to run right by this tent city, the canopies, and they'll be able to see the castle up on the hill. And that will kind of be between the, those two locations, sort of the home base of operations for the for the first parts of uh, of the campaign. Um, all right. Well, I've gone on long enough. Uh, thanks for listening. I'll be back with another podcast in the future. Thanks again for listening to the Arcane Alienist podcast. I'll be back again in the near future with another one. Take care. <laughs>